The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. With the ICC Women's T20 World Cup underway, ComBank are backing the Aussie cricket team and a bid to break attendance records at the grand final on the 8th of March. So come on Aussies, come on, head to t20worldcup.com and buy a ticket to a game in your city. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 3rd of March. In your squiz today, the spread of COVID-19 steps up. Turkey and Syria are effectively at war. The Aussies are through to the ICC T20 World Cup semi-final and Vale Jack Walsh. This is your Squiz Today. Health authorities in New South Wales have confirmed the first Australian cases of human-to-human transmission of coronavirus. That means the patients were infected here in Australia without travelling overseas. A 53-year-old doctor caught the disease from a man who had recently been to Iran, who also infected his sister. In terms of the spread of a disease like this, it's a pretty serious development. What are the health officials saying, Claire? Health officials are saying not to panic, that there's no widespread of the coronavirus outbreak in New South Wales. Infectious diseases experts also say that with a virus like this, it's to be expected at some point. But it has prompted people to, again, reiterate that we need to look after our health. We need to do things like wash our hands very thoroughly whenever we can. Uh, New South South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard also said that perhaps we shouldn't really be shaking Mm. hands, we should be patting each other on the back if that's (laughs) necessary and he also wasn't going to give advice about who you should kiss but he said just (laughs) be a bit mindful about that. Uh, But it is a very serious development and of course it's part of this evolution of the virus where that human to human transmission within Australia uh, is uh, quite a development in this. Around Australia, Tasmania has recorded now its first case of the disease, which takes our total to 33. Internationally, the numbers are rising pretty dramatically. Italy's cases rose by more than 50% yesterday. It's still considered one of the hotspots in the world. Cases have also doubled in Germany, although off a reasonably low base. It's now into the 100s. Indonesia has confirmed its first cases. There's been a lot of scepticism around claims that it was untouched. In total, cases are just short of 90,000 globally. About 80,000 of those are in China and more than 3,000 people have now died. COVID-19 is bound to be a big topic of conversation when the Reserve Bank meets today. Experts are saying another rate cut is on the cards to encourage people to get spending and investing. We're already at record lows of 0.75%, but it could be cut by another 0.25%. The idea is, of course, if people are borrowing more money at a lower rate, uh, that then keeps those economic wheels turning and people in jobs and other very good economic outcomes. Interesting to see yesterday, too, that home prices are rising uh, quite steadily and had a, a big month in February, particularly in Melbourne and Sydney. So that will weigh into discussions as well. Stand by for that news at 2.30 today. In international news now, it's been on the brink for a couple of weeks, but Turkey and Syria are now effectively at war after Turkish President Erdogan ordered a massive counter-offensive push into Syria. It's the first open declaration of hostilities. 
Take us back a bit here, Claire. Tensions have been escalating around this northern province of Idlib for a little while now. So what's happened is that the Syrian government, which is led by Bashar al-Assad, is looking to take the last bit of territory in Syria that's held by the rebels. And that offensive, which is quite close to the Turkish border, has pushed refugees who are trying to flee that violence to the Turkish border. Turkey is already housing about 3.7 million Syrian refugees refugees and it wants that to stop. So Turkey has pushed back. Uh, It's really a big development in what's happening in that region because Turkey hasn't had an outright conflict with the Syrian government, uh, certainly in this recent round uh, of conflict. And it's quite concerning uh, to see what might happen, particularly with Russia backing the Syrian government forces, whether Russia weighs into this. That's really the next big question in what might happen. Turkish President Erdogan and Vladimir Putin are to meet later this week, so more to come on that. Over to US politics, and just as we're all getting confident in pronouncing his name, Pete Buttigieg, or Mayor Pete, as he was pretty effectively marketed, he's pulled out of the Democratic candidate race. His journey was pretty historical, even if he didn't end up at the White House, Claire. He's a young guy. He's only 38 years old and his biggest claim to uh, a political position was as mayor of a place called South Bend in Indiana. Uh, He was the first openly gay candidate to make a high profile run for president as well. What seems to have happened in the field, though, is that he struggled to win support from African-American voters and they're a key pillar to the success of any Democratic candidate. So he's pulled out on now to Super Tuesday where all eyes will be on that race between Bernie Sanders, uh, Joe Biden and also Mike Bloomberg is really entering the field for the first time. And in news out just now, Amy Klobuchar has also dropped out of the race. Super Tuesday is the second highest day of voting aside from the November election. So there'll be plenty more to come on this one tomorrow. We're only just into autumn, but the summer of 2019-2020 isn't one we're all likely to forget in a hurry. It officially entered the record books as the second hottest summer on record, according to the Bureau of Meteorology. The only summer to have beaten it was the one before, so the (laughs) 2018-19 summer. Of course, when you put those two summers back to back and understand that we haven't had a lot of rain in between, you can understand why there was those dry conditions that led to the unprecedented bushfire fire threat across the country. Uh, Also of big concern though at the moment is what's happening with our water catchments, even though there was a fairly big dump of rain, particularly on the eastern seaboard, there's still a lot more rain needed to top up town and city water supplies, but also to get some healthy flows back into our waterways. There's some rain on the way, so fingers crossed maybe a big rain dance is something we need to engage in. In sport now, and any win over the Kiwis is considered pretty good, Claire. Nail-biting ones are even better. Absolutely. (laughs) The Aussie women's T20 team beat New Zealand by four runs last night, and they've got themselves a spot in the semifinals of the T20 World Cup. Yes, they've had a win. They're now into the finals, and they play on Thursday night for a spot in the grand final, which is coming up on Sunday. So... Big fingers crossed for them. Sadly, it looks like our superstar, Elise Perry, has suffered a hamstring injury and she's looking pretty doubtful to go further in the competition. Yeah, that's some tough news for the team, but fingers crossed. 
Before we head off today, Claire, businessman Jack Welsh has died. He was chairman and CEO of General Electric and made it into one of the biggest companies in America. Jack Welsh is a man who took General Electric and turned it into the sort of company that made more than 15 billion dollars US in profits Uh, by the turn of the century. He was dedicated to profits. He had an unflinching ability to sack staff. Um, He was someone who really was at the top of his game and uh, well known across America, not just in business circles, but even more broadly, um, he really became part of the zeitgeist. To fans of 30 Rock, he's the inspiration for the show's corporate boss Don Geis. He even made a cameo on the show. He did. I'm a big 30 Rock fan, so I well and yeah. truly remember Jack Welsh. He was the guy that told Jack Donaghy uh, that Geis was dead. And um, yeah, it's um, a play on all of that, of course. And yeah, his influence was right through that show. If you need to pass some eye water, I'll be happy to go out and get you some weakness tissues. I'm filing that one away <laughs> for future insights. Great line. <laughs> What's the subject line today that you've got that relates to the, one of the news stories? Well, I reckon Liz Lemon, who of course, as the central character of 30 Rock, uh, would be someone that Jack uh, Welsh would be quite proud of. She was a dedicated worker, and one of my favourite songs from that was when she was at home at night working on her night cheese. <laughs> so that is the line, working from her, her own song, working on my night cheese. Well, that's a fitting tribute, I think, for today. That's all from us. Have a great Tuesday, and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.